Welcome to the Ignition Point. This is Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we try to have students do problem solving, critical thinking, collaboration, and using our lifelong guidelines and life skills. We're on this idea of relationships, and today I have Stephanie Good with us. She's one of our preschool teachers, and I thought she could add some light to what we do with our preschool students. We are going to dive right in to uh, how we build relationships because we've talked about in previous podcasts that relationships for especially preschool students really uh, revolves around the, the student to the teacher in the room. Obviously, we do things where we're trying to teach kids how to interact with other kids, but when you talk to preschoolers, they're still learning that there's other people in the world. And it's not just them. And I imagine that that's an interesting concept uh, for some kids, especially if they're coming from a single, uh, a single sibling uh, family where they're the only one. And maybe for the first two, three, four years of their life, they really have been the center kind of mom's attention or dad's attention. And then they're in a room all of a sudden with a bunch of other students. I imagine that can be interesting. And so I know you guys spend a lot of time on, on learning how to treat other people, learning how to recognize that there's somebody else around that I accidentally slapped somebody in the face and I didn't even know that I hurt somebody else because I didn't realize they were even there. And so recognizing that and how you build relationships there. But when you're looking at how you build relationships in the preschool classroom with three-year-olds and four-year-olds, what are some things that you do to try to build those relationships every day? Um, Well, I think about from the very beginning, we are building relationships, not just from Welcoming in the welcoming welcoming them into the classroom, but what we do before they even walk into our classroom with our home visits. Um, so we are going to their house and going to a place where they feel comfortable and getting to know them and getting to know their interests, and then that gets them excited about coming to our classroom. And so then once they're in our classroom, we're continuing to to build that relationship. One of my favorite moments in my classroom is each morning when we do community meeting, I ask the students, um, how are you doing today? And we pass around a mic and everyone gets to, to share. And I just think that that's so good because the students are getting to realize that their voice matters, that they have a voice in the classroom, and then also the other kids as they're listening are having to understand how to respect that voice as well. So I think it's just a simple tool, but I'm just really trying to, to build that relationship where they feel comfortable with me, where they can trust me, so that later on as we may do a math lesson or a science lesson, they're going to feel comfortable enough to share their thoughts and share their ideas. And we just continue to work on that relationship even between each other where we get to listen and use that active listening. But even with being able to share during a math or science lesson, that's building into that foundation of problem solving. So if you feel comfortable to share and are feeling like you're not gonna be judged, then I really want to get them to a place where they feel comfortable with experimenting, exploring, um, that it's okay to fail. You know, when I think about the stuff that I've actually seen in the preschool classroom, and it's exactly what you're talking about on here, that that willingness to take risk, and that comes through relationship. And we talk about that of why are relationships so important? It's because it, it allows them to take risk. It helps them to realize they have value. In fact, that's one of the things that we talk about with um, middle school and high school students as well, is them identifying they have value in what's being discussed. That that 
what they want to say or what they can contribute is important to the whole. And so it's really cool to hear that then all the way down in the preschool that we're saying, we're teaching you that you have value now whenever we're asking those simple questions like, how are you doing today? And everybody is going to to listen to that person tell how they're doing that day. And it may be something simple, I imagine, in preschool. And then yeah. I, I also, having been in there, you've got some talkers probably too, yeah. that <laughs> when they get that mic in their hand, I bet they uh, like to talk for a while. Yeah, and I've even just seen like even something like that where I have kids who, because it is their first experience in a preschool setting, it's their first experience um, being away from mom and dad, and it can be really hard. And so even just that simple tool of building that relationship, I've seen confidence grow and them get comfortable where sometimes the ones that were um, really shy coming into the classroom are the ones that take the mic. I can think of one little boy right now. He takes the mic and he just goes for it. And I just think, that's a beautiful thing to get to witness because it was such a struggle getting him in the classroom, but that shows that that relationship is really crucial. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the home visits and how that's a, it's a, a key to starting that relationship. What are some of the things that you do during those home visits? Because I think when people hear home visit and, and for some that might not be a foreign concept, but for others it's kind of a foreign concept. And, and we do home visits from pre-K all the way up through fifth grade and then middle school and, and high school, we start to modify it, but it's still the home visit concept. So what are some things that you're doing in that home visit to help build that relationship? Well, in preschool, we are just simply going there to get to know the child. And so we kind of get to go on an adventure with them throughout their house, whatever it may be. They may love dinosaurs, so they're going to take us to their dinosaurs. Or they may have a dog um, in their backyard that they're like, I want to show you, and we're going to go toss ball with this dog. So whatever the child may be interested in, whatever they want to show us, it's just a great way for them to become comfortable with us. And then after kind of that's gone on, we'll share with the parents, here's what the classroom's going to look like, here's some of the things that you're going to need for this year. Um, but really the main goal is for us to get to get to know the child and then be able to bring that in that first nine weeks to the lessons that we're going to be teaching. They're going to be more engaged because maybe I'm going to do something that they're interested in or it even gives me the language to be able to talk with them about their interests and have things to build that relationship. Yeah, and one of the ways that we are different is that we task all of our teachers with building that curriculum in the classroom. And I think when some people hear building curriculum, they think of the standards. They think of the, the concepts that kids are going to learn or master uh, in our setting. And a crucial part of that curriculum, though, is through this relationship. And so when you're talking about connecting their, their home life to the thing that you're going to be talking about that day, in class, it helps to engage that student and keep that student wanting maybe to explore, especially if they're having a hard time with that concept that you're going over. I think that's a great way to, to keep them motivated because you're bringing in maybe the, the dog that's in the backyard or you're bringing in the thing that you saw at the house. Uh, I love to hear that. What are some other things that you do with curriculum that builds that relationship? Well, I mean, I think about how we incorporate our life skills and lifelong guidelines. There's a lot of target talking that we're doing as we do a lesson. So during my math lessons, I may be uh, thinking, or I may be talking to the students about 
being creative or that problem solving aspect where you see that come in and that's where that relationship is so important because we've built that trust and we've built that safety. I mean, it's the absence of threat in the classroom. During our stories, um, we're talking about these characters and looking at how they're using life skills, how they're caring for friends, um, because that's a lot of what we're doing in preschool is helping them interact with each other, teaching them what it means to be a friend, um, what it means to care for others, to see their emotions and have empathy. And then we're also even just in the way that I compliment my students, I use those life skills and lifelong guidelines where I may say, oh wow, Kendall, that's awesome how you are sitting there using your active listening while your friend is sharing. So any way that I can bring those things in because our ultimate goal is for them to be able to go out and be um, healthy community members. We're really just in preschool trying to create this really sweet community so that they can feel comfortable in their learning environment. And I think when they feel safe, they're going to really be able to have a lot more growth in the classroom. And so Uh, that relationship that we're teaching them and those interactions we're teaching them with each other uh, is really going to have an important part in uh, the learning. That's that's a really cool concept of of using the life life skills and lifelong guidelines in that way Um, because I think when you look at the life skills and lifelong guidelines you see those words that you've mentioned of creativity, you see effort, you see friendship, you see caring and we know that those are the things that we want everybody to have. We, those are citizenship skills that really, if everybody is using, uh, it's a much better place in the world. And I know that you're building, you're using those life skills, lifelong guidelines to build relationships with um, each other in the classroom and with your teacher. You guys also do some really cool community connections uh, in preschool, and you have some really cool visitors on campus to talk about um, what they do in the community and, and uh, try to help build those relationships with the kids. What are some of those examples? I, I don't want to steal your thunder and give all those examples away, but what are some of those community connections where you're trying to help kids build relationships also with those community leaders that they're going to hopefully interact with one day in a positive way? So one of our nine weeks, we're talking about just in general, the community helpers that we have, like our police officers, our firefighters. And so that's always fun to be able to bring them in and the kids get really excited. And so our goal in that is teaching them that we have roles and responsibilities and that these people in our community have roles and responsibilities. And as we all work together in our roles and responsibilities, then we're going to be able to contribute to the community as a whole. And so we bring in a police officer who brings in the canine uh, team, and that is always um, one of the favorites to get to touch the dog and just have good, healthy interactions with, like you said, building those relationships with people that in the future you're going to have a relationship with as an adult and so having those healthy relationships um the firefighter comes in and is teaching them how to handle if how to make up a plan if you were in a situation where there's a fire in your house we get to explore the truck get to explore all of their really cool tools we had a guy come out and he showed us uh 
the technology where if you can't, it's like a heat technology to be able to find people. Um, And so for them to get to see just even the tools that they use and how important tools can be um, in our jobs. And so that can kind of translate to other uh, things that we do in the classroom as well. Let's see some other, I mean, we bring out, we have just individuals who maybe have roles and responsibilities of caring for animals. So we might bring out someone who cares for chickens. And so we have a chicken <laughs> that comes out and the kids get to, to pet that, get to interact, get to ask questions about what these people do in our community. So we're learning roles and responsibilities in, in, in preschool. We're learning how to interact with others using our life skills, our life fund guidelines. Uh, what are some ways that that you're teaching i guess the the correct definition of a word you know if you said effort i mean effort could mean a lot of things and and one of the things we try to do here is making sure that they have the right definition of of that word so what are some ways that you guys help make sure that the preschoolers know whatever what that means whenever we're saying effort in our classroom what are we meaning when we say effort what are some things you guys do to help the preschoolers know what, what that life skill means or that lifelong guideline of active listening, what that means? Yeah, um, I think with a lot of what we do in preschool, it has to be hands-on. It has to be that they see an example in front of them. It may be even that um, we read a story about it and they get to see a character use that life skill, that lifelong guideline. It may even be that me and my TA may do some role playing and we may show what active listening or what effort looks like. But even in that complimenting of you use great effort when you built that tower. So then you can kind of, they can feel even what that life skill or what that lifeline lifelong guideline looks like and so I think it just has to be really hands-on for them but it also has to just be really simple in the way we word it and so we really look through all of our life skills and all of those lifelong guidelines and we just try and break it down to the simplest uh, way that we can share that with the students so that they can grasp that um, so that they can experience it and know what it means. That's, that's really a cool feature to helping kids understand what it means to act right and what it means to do the right thing. And I know that you guys also incorporate mystery readers. I've been able to be a mystery reader for a couple of preschool classes. It's always exciting. What, when you're looking for mystery readers, who are you primarily getting to do those? And, and like, what's the goal when you're having a mystery reader come in? Obviously, it's to read a book with the kids, and, and that's, that's a really... Uh, important concept for kids to understand that adults also like books and and these books have a lot of fun but when you're looking for a a mystery reader be that a parent be that a community member what are you hoping they bring to the classroom um, as far as in that mystery reader role I think the biggest thing for mystery reader especially when it's a parent is really getting to see that these students they you know, are so excited and wondering who it's going to be. Is it going to be my mom? Is it going to be my dad? Is it going to be my grandma? Whoever that may be. And um, getting to see them so excited to share their classroom environment with those people. And so it's, it's really kind of even more so for the student to get to these relationships that they have outside the classroom, get to come in, and they get to experience 
the things that they love and their love of our classroom. And so it's just a, a sweet way that a parent can come in and read a story. But really, I'd say it's really probably more for the student and getting to share uh, their classroom and yeah. um, get to share with their their friends. This is my mom, you know, this is my dad. Um, but even when we do Mystery Reader for um, like our staff, it's so good when we have our staff members come in because it shows them that our community is not just in our classroom, but that we have this beautiful Clayton Bradley community. And so it's getting them comfortable. It's already building those relationships with um, our administration. It could build relationships with kindergarten. We bring kindergarten teachers in at the end of the year and it gets them comfortable. So we're already knowing that relationships are so important to their education and to their learning that we're building those relationships even through Mystery Reader with other staff members. Yeah, I know that was one of the, it was a funny question that a kid asked. It caught me off guard because the question was, well, whose kid are, who's, whose kid is, is in here that's yours? And I, I kind of sat for a second and the teacher in the room said, oh, well, a lot of the mystery readers, parents, you know, come in to read. And so they were wondering whose kid I was in there to support. And my kid wasn't in the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my kids aren't that little anymore. So it was it was a fun kind of explanation of, well, I'm not here because of a kid in the room. I'm here because of what I do at the school. Uh, and we had a great conversation with that. So I'm going to throw a question at you that I did not give you ahead of time. All right. And it, it's kind of this uh, to connect up to anybody that might be listening. If you were not a teacher, what would you be doing? Oh, this is a good question. Um, this is going to say a lot about me and the things that I like to do outside of the classroom. So I'm obsessed with Secrets of the Zoo. It's on Disney+. Plus, and I think I would be a zookeeper. Awesome. Maybe that's fitting. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think some people might agree that, that running a preschool classroom may be very similar to... Uh, what it would be like to, to run a zoo. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So I just love animal facts. I love just even getting, like when we go to the zoo with the kids, that's one of my favorite uh, family explorations that we do. And so, yeah, I think I would be uh, some kind of zookeeper or an educational maybe person that's at the zoo. So I can just give you a tour and just tell you the most random facts there are about animals. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Well, Thank you so much for sitting down for a couple minutes uh, and talking about relationships and preschool and all of the great things that you guys do. This is the Ignition Point, the Clayton Bradley Academy podcast, where every day we work to help our students problem solve, critically think, collaborate with others, and use our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Thank you so much for listening today. If you want more information about Clayton Bradley Academy, you can get it at www.claytonbradleyacademy.com. Dot org. And we would love for you to explore that website, schedule a tour, come visit us here on our campus in Maryville, Tennessee. We hope that you have a wonderful day.